Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special episode of the Motorsport Republic podcast. We've got a good friend of the pot, Lukey Luke. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, Very man. good. Thanks, mate. Thanks yeah. for doing this. Yeah. I nah, appreciate it. Yeah, back... Um, take two. Take two back <laughs> again. Uh, we've updated the equipment, so we've got it all uh, up and running perfectly. Yeah. Bit of a common theme with us at the moment. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there in the As end. long as Joe's not doing any more screws. He said uh, six more six screws, screws about 12 screws 14. ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should be sweet to go. How's your holidays, mate? How's your Christmas and New Year's? What did you get up to? It was good. I spent, uh, like every self-respecting Italian... I went down to Dramana <laughs> and spent most of my time there on the beach I with love the kids. It. Played a bit of golf. Yeah, how was that? That's what retired people do. How'd you hit them? Uh, not bad, actually. You know, I played a lot of golf. I didn't tell you this. Yeah. I was saving it. Um, I played a lot of golf when I was a teenager, like 12 to 18. Gotcha. And I got quite good. Yeah. And then, you know, girls, motorbikes, all that sort of stuff. And all I never stuff. really played again Yeah. for like 22 years. And I just picked up a golf club this year again. I actually went to the driving range with my father-in-law and I just pumped this ball down the back dead straight. Again, again. My father-in-law was freaking out. He goes, what the... He goes, how does somebody be in my life for 15 years never mention the word golf if you hit a ball like that? He was fuming. So it uh, rekindled a bit for me. Oh, that's brilliant. It's a yeah. funny sport. It's uh, a lot of extreme athletes and everyone loves playing it because it's just a leveller. Yeah. yeah, everyone can play it, a handicap system. So yeah. it's interesting. You pick it up and you haven't stopped playing it for what six months. Or? Yeah, but my drives weren't going like this as much anymore. <laughs> They're kind of doing a bit this way and a bit yeah. that way. But uh, no, nah, it's good. It's um, it's a it's a, a far cry from stunt riding. Very much. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's good. So speaking of the stunt riding, talk us through your story. How did we get into it? Where did it all stem from? The love of motorbikes and and mm. anything with an engine. Where did it um. Yeah, how did it all start for Luke? Oh, man, motorbikes started when I was like a baby. I think the earliest, well, it wasn't a motorbike. It was a motorbike. Uh, it was an electric scooter, like a Vespa, yep. that I had when I was two. Just riding around like three. that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There's a photo of me and my brother on it. My brother was a baby. And I had a peewee when I was three because I just badgered my parents. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much of it, but I just remember how much I loved motorbikes because my older cousins rode. And so I just adored them, you know, yeah. they sort of 10 yeah. years older than me yeah. and had big dirt bikes. So that's where it started. Um, my parents divorced when I was three. Okay. And so to my, um, I don't know, benefit, <laughs> yeah. my dad bought me a motorbike. <laughs> he, he hated motorbikes. He yeah. still doesn't like motorbikes. And for many years during stunt riding, he tried to get me to give them up. But yeah. um, I always reminded him that he bought me my first <laughs> motorbike. He started it all. Yeah, so I had a Peewee 50 and a Peewee 80 and a YZ80 and it went on, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, got my motorbike license when I was 17 and nine months. And yep. CBR 250 double R and I used to rev it to like 16,000 yeah. RPM yeah. and dump the clutch. Yeah. Boom, up it goes. <laughs> um, and I rode that on the road for probably two years before I actually got a car. I had my yeah, license. Okay. Um, but I rode full time, had three crashes on the road. Oh, shit. Most people pulling out in front of me though, but yeah. learn how to wheelie that bike. Grouse. <laughs> um, got an R6 early, yeah. an R1, which I've still got. The R1's behind me there in the middle. Yep. Is that um, the original? That's the original. That's the original that's R1. Cool. Um, the one there, the fully carbon, carbon fiber and yep. just a little out of control. So it was a wicked bit of kit <laughs> there. Oh man, it's one of the best. Slightly modified. Um, 
and, and I started racing actually when I was uh, 19 and uh, raced 250 Proddy. And I had an RGV, but everybody back then was racing the, the RS. Brilliers, RS 250s mm. and they were rocket ships. Yeah, they were quick. So I raced, I raced Interclub for a little bit. I did sort of three rounds of Interclub and I won everything. <laughs> and then um, Stars of Tomorrow was coming up. I think it was maybe 02 or 03. Um, and we couldn't afford it. So MA, somebody at MA had said, you know, can you get there? We said no. And they said, look, we'll pay your entry garage, whatever, just mm. get some tyres and mm. get there. So that was really nice. There was a lot yeah, of support awesome. back then uh, with Motorcycling Australia. So I did. I qualified for the final. I qualified third on the grid um, on going. an RGV on a field full of RS 250s. <laughs> I was the only RGV in the final and I was third. And um, I can't remember who came first, but they were gone yeah. the whole race. And I sort of diced it out for second, third and fourth. There was three of us. And every time we got on the straight, they'd go past me. And, <laughs> and um, anyway, I ended up coming third by like 0.08 of a second or something ridiculous. It's good going. Small. Yeah, and that was, that was a lot of fun. I loved racing. <laughs> The very next race was Phillip Island Interclub. I high-sided, broke Ooh. my back. And um, that was my first crash Probably. on the racetrack. And um, damaged my bike. Couldn't really afford to fix it. And unfortunately, that year, that was 2003, um, my older cousin, who I had just sold my R6 to, and I'd bought that R1, um, passed away on Christmas Eve. So that was, um, yeah, that was a bit, uh, obviously, naturally, that was very sad. Um, mm. But uh, hindsight, that shaped what everybody knows as Lukey Luke now. Yeah, right? my yeah, entire yeah. my entire career. Naturally, before that, I was doing some wheelies and you know rubbish on the road, which is there's a lot of Having fun. A bit of fun. There's a lot of fun yeah. stories there too. Coppers letting me go and telling me it was a grass <laughs> wheelie. And I had one copper follow me the Eastern Freeway. I was doing a wheelie on the Eastern Freeway. <laughs> I ended up doing a runner. I hid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hid. Times are different back oh, then, Dan. Oh, yeah. Gone are the days. <laughs> yeah. I hid and the copper caught up with one of my mates. And my mates dobs me, dobs me in. No way. Brings the copper to me. Oh. The copper let me off. He goes, that was grouse. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He goes, but don't do that again. Yeah, now they got the body cam. You can't yeah. get rid of it. And you'll have a drone on you these days and then you're gone. Oh, that's crazy. So did, you have, so, like, did you have a natural talent for stunt riding at the start? Like, were you just better than everyone else or your mates when you were doing it? It was just something you loved doing? Motorbikes, yeah. I do feel like I had a natural ability on a bike. Yeah. And that became more and more apparent. Well, you know what? I don't know, maybe I just got better. Um, yeah. But, you know, I sort of felt like I could do things easier than most on a motorbike. Um, maybe that was because I started riding at such a young age. Maybe that's natural talent. I don't know what natural talent mm. means because I don't know any different to, to this. But, um, mm. you know, when, uh, when my cousin passed away, yep. uh, that's what started my stunt riding career mm. because I was 19, 20. And I, um, I hadn't dealt with death before. And so that tore me up, it naturally. He was my older cousin, he was five years older than me. Mm. And um, he, he was everything, man. Like he, he, you know, he, was, he was such a great guy. He, he was five years older. So when he was 18, I was 13. And he'd take me out in his VK Brock 
Hang it That's a famous car in our. Uh, don't, um, don't talk to Daniel's old oh, man about a VK Rocky. Yeah. What color? Co- what color? It was white. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Nice. Yeah, he had a white one. Nice. It wasn't a blue meanie. Yeah, <laughs> <but>, uh, no. <laughs> he had a white one. And, you know, he used to take me out with his mates. I was 13. He used to make me feel like I was one of them. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He was really special to me. So that naturally sort of tore me up. And um, I ended up um, getting a bit reckless on the road. Yeah. Um, after that. So, so sort of six months after his death, I was just doing silly things. Stupid shit. Yeah, the first time I ever did a high chair wheelie, which is sitting on the tank with your feet over mm. the front, I was on the Eastern Freeway. <laughs> and I thought, I'll just, I'm gonna try this. I saw this on a video. Give it a shot. Yeah, so I sat up there and I clutched it and woo, up on the there you go. <laughs> Eastern Freeway, high chair wheelie grass. <laughs> um, so yeah, I realized I couldn't sustain that. That wasn't good. And it was getting back to my parents and uh, local police in Doncaster and <laughs> they, um, Mum ended up saying, you know, I really don't want you riding. And so um, I gave mum my keys and I stopped for, I don't know, it was maybe a month, which is a long time then for like a 19 year old. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I thought about it a lot and I said, I really like doing what I'm doing. You know, I was getting very good at what I was doing. And so uh, I asked for my keys back and I told her I'd stay off the road for a while. And so I did, true to my word, I basically didn't really ride on the road till I was about 24 or 25 again. So it was a oh, good wow. four or five wow. years. Um, but I did a lot of stunt riding. I used to go out in a van, practice. There you go. Um, and then some friends of mine started Full Lock Motorsport. And um, they, uh, they ran the first drifting event in, in Australia. Mm. Um, and they asked me to come out and do, some, do a show for them at lunchtime. And so, yeah, I did. I was like, oh. I went out on my nice R1 with polished wheels and shit, you know. It was like... Clean as. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, did some wheelies, burnouts, stoppies, grouse. And I had. Um, Joe's at it again, is he? <laughs> yeah, Joe's. That is a grouse drill. Um, yeah, I, there was a promoter in the crowd, and the promoter um, asked me if I'd like to come to Malaysia in a few weeks. Yeah, there you go. Um, to go and do a show over there. And that's, that's basically where that's the it. stunt riding yeah, all wow. began. Yeah, so, so through such tragedy, um, became. You know, basically the catalyst for my entire life, my career. Yeah, for where you're at today. Yeah. There you go, man. Bit of a silver lining to everything. Mm. So headed to Malaysia and for was that your friend's motorsport? So full, full lock motorsport were yep. some of my best mates. They started yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the drifting. I did that. And then a promoter found me. Right, um, out of the yeah, crowd. Yeah, it was in the yeah. crowd. He came over and he's like, you know, taking some people over to Malaysia. Do you want to come? And I was like, what? You know, I was... Nine, was 20. Have you, had, have you done any traveling in your life until then? No, nah, yeah. just with my parents, went to Bali. Yeah, you know, standard. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> some holiday. standard stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I told my mum and mum's like, no, nah, you're not fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, you have to anyway, take she, those opportunities. She, yeah. wasn't, she wasn't happy, but I mean, it was five grand, which was a lot, you know, back yeah. then. Yeah. And um, first class all the way. We stayed in five-star hotels. We got treated by rock stars, wow. like rock stars. It was mad. Yeah. Uh, never got treated like that again, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but that trip was mad. You know, I went over with Cameron Ambridge, um, Rob Jones. Um, these guys, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. Rob Jones did Ghost Rider. Cam Ambridge has worked in movies forever, worked in movie world forever. Like these guys were around a long time ago and guys I really looked up to. Um, I I remember that trip I went on the back of Rob Jones's bike and he just could control the stoppie like I'd never seen before. I was all right at doing stoppies, but this guy's steering and turning and doing all this stuff. And I was, he put me on the back and did it. I just blew my, (laughs) blew my head apart. 
Um, so yeah, I did that on that R1. Because that R1 from the polished wheels and everything, I ended up <laughs> smashing the tank, putting a 12 bar on it, like yeah. really kind of <laughs> messing nuts. it up. And then it came back to what it is today. So yeah, did that. Malaysia was, was great. It was very hot. I had a fantastic time. Mm. I just went crazy, swinging off taxis in the main streets. <laughs> <laughs> just like really had a good time. Um, came back and thought, this is, this is what I want to do. You know, stunt yeah. riding is really a thing. This is, I could do something. And then I hustled, man, because then it wasn't as easy as that, you know, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to get shows and, and, and get recognised in Australia, you know, reach out to promoters, you know, with no money. No how how did you job. do that back then with no social uh, media? Yeah, social media is just so big now. It must be so Phone call, hard. man. Yeah. Literally phone call. Every single motorcycle expo, any kind of trade event, I would go, introduce myself, talk to people, just walk around to the stands, you know, just... I'm a people person anyway, yeah. so it was very natural for me to do that. I like meeting people and hearing people's stories. So sort of promoting myself was, you know, that part of it was kind of easy in the sense mm. just making a network and seeing if there was something I could offer. Um, it went on for a few years and I was working at Moto Heaven, yeah, which yeah. still exists today. Yep. They're yep. quite big on uh, online, like Adrian. Adrian's a really good friend of mine. I've known him since I was 17 years old. Yeah. Since I got that CBR 250 and I used to yeah. go to A1 Motorcycles where he worked and we'd yep. just hang out the front. He'd punch a dart and I'd just, you know, move <laughs> on to the next shop. Um, anyway, so I worked for Adrian for a little bit and, um, you know, stunt riding was getting more and more. I was riding a CBR 600 F4R oh, like, yeah. like yours, yeah. And um, <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing shows and then Matt Mingay, uh, I'm sure everybody's familiar with yeah. Matt Mingay. Yeah. So Matt Mingay and Robbie Bolger back then, but my dealings were with Matt. Um, he asked me to come and ride with him. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's grouse. So I started doing some shows with Matt, uh, V8 supercars and things like that. And that started really hindering my time at Moto Heaven. Adrian basically eventually kind of gave me an ultimatum, like the shop or stunt riding. And yeah. I was like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, you know, like he always says it and still to this day, he's my biggest fan and I believe him because um, he's always supported me. Mm. Even back then, you know, like he didn't pay me commission. He helped me with my stunt bike and gave me a grouse high five. And, you know, he just, he's, he was good. And he's a very, very dear friend of mine still. Um, so yeah, things got really real then, kind of no income. Uh, a friend of mine, Mel Jarrett, who I'm still friends with, was the marketing manager for Triumph Motorcycles and asked me to put in a proposal. Yeah, right. And I'm like, what? No, like they're, they're not going to give me a bike. Mm. You know, this is like, this is part of your self-belief, right? So I'm trying to believe that I've got something to sell, but then I didn't think I was good enough to be a factory rider. Um, but truth be told, at the time, I was setting the benchmark for stunt riding in Australia. Mm. I lived and breathed it. I yeah, rode do, man. six days a week, Yeah, you know, four hours a day easily after work and yeah. then eight or nine hours, 10 hours on a weekend each day. Um, it's all I did. The thing is, as well with stunt riding, is the practice is out on the road. You just or in a empty car park. Empty or, car park. Yeah. You have to go. You yeah. have to go and do it. You can't sit at home on a simulator. Yep. You can't do anything like that. You have to go experience. You have to it. do it. You, you know? got to try tricks for the first time. Like it's just. Well, that was tricky, right? Because back then, no social media, YouTube wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like I had a few American stunt DVDs and a couple of Euro things. Yeah. And, you know, some VHS tapes. Like yeah. We used to go watch VHS tapes before we went out on the road. That's crazy. <laughs> Back in the day. But, um, you know, I, I I sort of mimicked what I was doing off the Euros. Yeah. Um, you know, what I could find of them and tried 
stuff. There was no one here teaching me how to do a circle wheelie. Mm. I think um, I think I was the first or definitely one of um, mm. to do circle wheelies in Australia. I was definitely the first to be doing a lot of combo circle wheelies in Australia yeah. and really sort of setting the tone for modern stunt riding in Australia as we know it. Um, the good thing was is that I came from pre-modern stunt so came from fast wheelies fast stoppies big six gear burnouts yeah and i think that's what a lot of stunt riding these days lacks is some of that old school just throttle get into it that's something matt mingay is very good at and him and i used to love that you know do that stuff together still to this day people ask me what my favorite thing to do on a motorcycle is over all of the tricks i've ever done it's just the grouse power slide yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's just you they know, on awesome. that limit of traction, yeah. no brake, just power slide. You know, you've pushed the bike beyond what it should do, mm. and you just you just hold it there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so well, good. talking before the pod about turn twelve at Phillip Island, um, Malandry. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just at a classic Actually, moment. Actually, did history. I watch a podcast with you guys, and one of you said it was the best? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, who said Crivier and doing? Uh, yeah, James. James. Yeah. High five. That's also, shout out, Dan, <laughs> that, that's one of Daniel's That was one of my favorite yeah. yeah. That was gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All the fans so on many. the track, yeah. it's just so nuts. That was gold. Need I more think of that. Uh, Need more Ma- of that. Marquez Rossi, when, Ruin, when uh, Rossi goes over the cuts to oh, corner. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, they had a few crazy battles. I mean, look, Catalonia 09 as well. Mm. Yeah, that's another Crazy. one. Yeah, we, we missed, we missed Silverstone so many. 19. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favourite just because Marquez got beaten. That's why. <laughs> yeah. What about, I mean, you guys Come are a bit younger, but what about um, Rossi and is it Gibbonow when Rossi yeah. won on the other oh, half? Harris, first win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? In um, South Africa. That, South Africa. Yeah. that stands yeah. out in my mind. Yeah, that's a good one too. Against Biaggi. It was um, Biaggi by the arch nemesis. Was it Biaggi? Yeah, yeah I think Gibbonow was in Philip Island, I think, yeah. that same year. When he pushed him off just uh, on the that last corner? Jerez. Jerez, yeah. Jerez, yeah. Jerez, yeah. There's been a couple. Yeah. There's been heaps. (laughs) I remember watching Doohan ride in like 94. I reckon I was in primary school and my mum wanted to go to the shops and it was Phillip Island MotoGP. Yeah. I was so annoyed because I was watching (laughs) MotoGP. Uh, So I was running to different TVs in the shopping centre so I could watch it. (laughs) That's cool. And Doohan was like 35 seconds ahead. It was insane. And then he he crashed. Binned it. Yeah, he tucked the front or something and he hung on to it for so long. Yeah, yeah. And crash. I mean, I know it wasn't a celebration, but that is something that's stuck in my mind. Actually, let me ask you that. Watching the 500 Grand Prix and early MotoGP back in the day, was mm. it hard uh, to get, like, was it accessible? Because I remember it being on at like 10, 12 o'clock at night or one in the morning. Like then there was, it wasn't like Foxtel, you know, and it was just like Channel 10 late yeah. at night. There was no 125s, there was no 250s, no, no qualifying. They always had the Moto, well, the 500s, yeah. right? So, um, but that was like, I don't know, Channel 10, it flipped to Channel 7, I think, over some yeah, of the time, okay. and whatever. Mm. But uh, pretty much from 1989, I went to the GP yeah. with okay. my, my family. Yeah. So uh, there was only a handful of years that I missed over that. Mm. Um, and then I didn't miss them basically from an adult when I could take myself down there. Never missed one until, well, there was COVID. And then I think two or three years ago, I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't riding. I, was, I just, I don't know. Yeah, fair. Fair. Yeah. So you're still down there. You're coming down to MotoGP weekend? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I'll have to yeah, catch yeah, up this year. Sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, look, I do love it. Like, I live yeah. and breathe motorbikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, such, a, such a unique experience down there. Everyone flocks to the island. Mm. Like, we always talk about, you know. Yeah, it's a out, hub. Out in town on that Saturday night is just like, 
fucking heaven, you know. Man, back when I started stunt riding, yeah, you know, and I that main street apparently <laughs> was just yeah. People hectic. would give me the keys to their bikes. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> no and way. And the coppers would stand there on the side of the road and be like, "Yeah, that was grass." Uh, just pump a burnout up the street on their new tire. You give it to them on belts, and they're like, "Yeah, you're a yeah, legend." Yeah. <laughs> It was unreal, man. Unreal. It was like so the, ne- crazy. And then the next wicked. guy was like, do mine. <laughs> it was just, oh, it was a different time. Superbikes was even crazier. Yeah. 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 MotoGP was a little nuts in, in town, but Superbikes was mental, man. Yeah. In those like late 90s, early 2000s, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody says that, like back Phillip Island, late 90, oh, sorry, like early 2000s, yeah. it was like, it was so much better. Yeah. But we only know that a new modern way, I suppose. So. Absolutely. I mean, I, I pitched. Um, I pitched with the, is it Bass Coast City Council? Yeah. Um, oh, this was 10, 12 years ago now with Adam Bailey, actually. We went and met with the council and everything, and we were going to run a show in town um, on the <sighs> Saturday night, Friday night, Saturday night. That would have been man. Yeah, in front of the Isle of Wight, where it's a bit flat down yep. there. Yep. We walked the space out. But uh, TAC being so involved with MotoGP didn't yeah. want to send the wrong message. We were uh. trying to shape it around safety and whatnot, but no, nah, it. Uh, yeah, they just that's frustrating. It. it is. It's really hard. Too many, um, too many loop, loops. You know. It's yeah. yeah. Politically correctness. Work yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, we won't go there. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> that's, 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 that. that's a deep hole to dive That's into. a political <laughs> uh, Republican political podcast. Yeah. Republican, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're in a pretty cool spot. Last GP though, I don't know. I mean, I seen it. I don't know if you boys seen it, but you're on the grid with Aprilia. Got to see some of the riders oh, last yeah. month GP at the island. Yeah, that was cool. So. um a friend of mine, well, John Hopkins, everybody yep. probably yeah, knows yeah, John yeah. Hopkins, yep. yep, so I know I know John, and um, John gave myself and a really good friend of mine, Mitch Creek, some grid passes. Yeah, wicked. And he's like, hey, go enjoy. He's grass dude, man, John, he's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. stuff he's been through, his stories are just, it's like a movie. Oh, it yeah. would be crazy. It's too far-fetched for a movie, some yeah, of the yeah, stuff yeah, he's yeah. done, it's serious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we walked around the grid and met the riders. I got a grouse video, like high-fiving um, Fabio Quattararo before he rode. And yeah, that was, that was a buzz. Because all of the years I have performed, I'd not been on the grid. Yeah. All of those years, yeah. I've been everywhere, access all areas, except for the grid. Yeah. So that was my first time. So That's it was, cool. It was pretty special, yeah. That was last year? Was it last year? Year before. The year before. Yeah, last yeah. year's 2023, wow. You ever met Rossi? Yes. How was no. that? Did you yeah, cry? Nah, he's grouse. <laughs> yeah, I cried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Same but. I actually... <laughs> would, you would, yeah. I actually... <laughs> in 07, I was performing, and my dad has nightclubs. And so he, yeah. was a, he sold Philip Morris cigarettes in the nightclubs and whatever, and Philip Morris, Ducati, yeah. I think. So dad rings me one day, and I'd been down at the um, airfield in uh, it's near Phillip Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. remember the name of it. Um, yeah, it's on tip of my tongue. Yeah. Anyway, there's an airstrip there and yeah. we were practicing there. And uh, my dad rings me and he's like, oh, son, you know, I got the rep here and he's got some ticket to MotoGP to go on a, on a bike. I was like, dad, <laughs> is this the MotoGP two-seater Ducati bike? Oh. And he's like, oh, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know, some bike. And I'm like, dad, you need to find out. Is this on the back <laughs> of the two-seater MotoGP bike with Randy Mamola? And he's like, oh, I'll call you back. He calls me back. Uh, yeah, that's, that's oh. the one. I was like, yes, dad. Yeah. Yes, I'll yeah. take that. Yes, take that. I want that. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is not into bikes. He hates bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that year, I was performing at MotoGP and I did the Ducati two-seater oh, with Randy. Oh, that's mad. was insane. Like, insane. It's, it's, And he's crazy yeah, too. Yeah. Randy's nuts. And Randy, I mean, he's seen me ride and 
you know, I got introduced as the stunt rider for the event as well. So he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have yeah, some time. Yeah, yeah. I said, how quick can we go? Like, can we in the knee down? He goes, man, there's, uh, he named a couple of riders. I don't recall now, but only a couple of them had had their knee down. And they were riders, yeah. not, yeah. not yeah. sort of general public people. He's like, if you're comfy on the back, we'll go. Anyway, I think we did a 35. Uh, two, up. two up. Two <laughs> up. And uh, what? mate, they took off. It was insane. The power it took me a moment to like sort of get my head around how uncomfortable this was. Yeah, you know, no control. Yeah, yeah you're never in control. That quick. Yeah, I was just oh, this is unnatural. But you're holding on to the tank. There's some. Anyway, I got my knee down at Siberia was the first time, and then Lukey Heights, and then kind of everywhere. We did an out lap, a flying lap, and an in lap. Fuck. It was nuts. Thirty-five um, two up. Yeah, man, it was stupid. <laughs> But in the paddock, getting back to your Rossi story, that's the first time I met... No, that was the second time I met Rossi. It was the first time I got to actually kind of chat with him a little bit. And I was wearing a Ducati hat because you had to... You were branded doing yeah. the Ducati yeah. ride. Anyway, uh, they were like, oh, can we get a signature? Yeah, cool. I never ask anybody for signatures. I've met so many people. I just don't want to be that guy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's getting signatures. So I was like, okay, yeah. He signed a Ducati hat. I was like, this is mad. I got <laughs> Rossi's cool. signature on a Ducati hat. <laughs> He's never going to go to Ducati. <laughs> this is going to be worth a fortune. Not that I care. I would never sell it. Anyway, then he signed with Ducati. <laughs> and now there's a million Ducati hats yeah, with his signature yeah. on it. <laughs> but I did think for a while that was pretty unique that I had this Ducati hat signed yeah. by Rossi. Yeah, 100%. Now, um, nah, Rossi's a good guy. Like he, yeah, changed the sport forever. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah, a lot of lot of haters out there. I don't know why. I don't really get it. I know he's, you know played funny games with people over the years. I kind of like it. Yeah. You know? yeah. All those champions. That's to aside though. You know, I think so too. Marquez does it. Yeah. 100%. You know, he does it to people. You look I at Formula One Rossi as well, Schumacher as well. Same guy, right. same thing. I think yeah. Rossi did it with more charisma though. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Italian. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Gets Marquez away with does it. it and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rossi too aggressive. Like, too oh, aggressive. This <laughs> That's right. Makes it okay when you jump into a toilet and go back on your bike after you win a race. How <laughs> yeah. good was that, man? That was so good. <laughs> His celebrations were. Oh the, yeah, they're next level. Yeah. yeah, man, the goat. Yeah, but let's not get into that debate. James <laughs> might cry. Nah, he's good. He's all right. He's six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Six out of uh, ten. Get out. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Who invited Jim. this guy, man? <laughs> oh, that's what they say. Yeah. So, they say. Um, I guess getting back to, to where I was at, yeah. um, you know, I hustled for a while, started doing some shows, and then this factory sponsorship opportunity came up and we triumphed. Yep. And um, it, it came up because another stunt rider had put in a proposal. So Mel had said to me, the marketing manager, look, there's another rider's put a proposal, and if you ever want a chance... Now is it's the time. Is your chance, right? So I was gotcha. like, okay. So I sat down with um, my girlfriend at the time and for like a week we worked out how many people I was in front of and, you know, cost per head, how much I needed, what a bike was going to cost me to run. And once I'd started doing all these numbers and figuring it right out, um, I, I, I started to really believe that I had a product here. This was, this was a value. I'd never mm. broken it down like that. So I put in my proposal and uh, it was a no. Mm. It was a no for the other rider and yeah. it was a no for me. Mm. Yeah. Okay, not for us. All right. Uh, that was their mistake because um, <laughs> I, I got, I had, I believed in myself after that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty motivated guy, um, especially when, you know, I want something. And so I rang Steve Kyoto. I rang him a lot. I rang him <laughs> like three times a week. 
Uh, never got him. Got Sue. Sue Boyce. Still know her name. She's great, Sue. And uh, got to point, hey, Sue, it's Luke. Oh, hey, Luke. He's not in at the moment. That's okay. Just let him know I rang, you know. And it's like, we had this great conversation, great relationship, me and Sue. Never met her. But talked to her three times a week trying to get a hold of Steve. And I reckon that went on for six or eight months. Oh, my God. It went on for quite a while. Um, Built built different. Truth be told, though, (laughs) they... um, Man, I was motivated. I was so hungry. This was my life. As far as I knew, this was where I was going. This is how I was getting there. And I wasn't going to settle for anything less. This is why you're here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, it went on for a while. And it was always good. You know, Sue would encourage me to call again she, <laughs> she would be like oh he, he will he knows he will call you back you know I promise he's not avoiding you that was nice you know and having now known steve for a long time that was the truth he mm. was not avoiding me he was just the busiest busy man guy yeah. in the industry um so eventually my phone rings one day hi luke steve Kyoto. i was like whoa i've been trying to get a hold of you he goes yes <laughs> i know you've been very persistent he goes um look you got some time to come in and speak to me he said, anyone that's that persistent deserves some of my time. Yeah, so um, let's catch up. How's whatever day, whatever time? I said, yep, cool. Came in and uh, brought him my proposal. Sat down with him in the boardroom at Triumph at Stubbs Street at Triumph head office, which is PSI, so Peter Stevens Importers, and um, went through everything with him. And Steve's like, how'd you get to these numbers? And I had a folder with me where I just jotted down all my crappy notes and rough calculations and so on and so forth. And he's like, show me that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I sat down with him and I showed him that. He said, that's how I do it. I was like, this is not present, presented, you know? And he goes, no, but this helps me understand. Mm. So he sat with me for, I reckon it was nearly two hours. It was ages. Um, and he said to me at the, at the end of it, he said, if it was up to my heart, you've got everything you want. It's up to my head. I just can't quite see it. I just can't quantify it. He said, how about we do this? I'll give you a bike from now until the end of the year. I'll help you run it with the exception of big crashes and whatnot. You're going to have to help contribute. Um, and if, it's, if I'm happy with it at the end of the year, some great exposure and, and whatnot, then we'll sign you on for everything next year. I said, cool. I did MotoGP. I was on the front cover of AMCN and I was at the Motorcycle Expo. There was a bunch of articles about me. Um, and the rest is history. What, what year was this, Luke? This was 2007, yep. six, yep. when the first Street Triple came out. The Street Triple R hadn't come out. Mm. Just the Street Triple. Yep. It had a base model Street Triple that had just come out. Um, the thing that was working for me is that they had, um, Triumph International had Kevin Carmichael, um, who was a famous stunt rider back then, um, in the UK. And so they weren't completely green to the idea of a stunt rider. But Triumph being a conservative brand, yeah. Yeah. you know, it was hard for them to see. But I presented well. I did a good job. I got great exposure. And then I worked with them for about eight years. Mm. Um, I felt like family. Like, they still are like family. I mean, I finished up with PSI, uh, well, not last year now, so the year before when I retired, riding in Aprilia, but for PSI. Yeah. So my last couple of years officially were with PS Importers. Um, and I'm still in contact with Steve today. In fact, I... Only, you know, reached out to me only a few a month ago or so because he saw an article about this place, Benzina Stables, mm. and um, you know offered some assistance. And that is that's amazing. Exactly the type of person that Steve Kyoto is. You know, he's just uh, he's incredible. He's got a massive heart. They mm. cooked lunch for everybody at PSI every single. I think it was Friday or Thursday. 
I can't remember, but I always make sure I had something to do on my bike that, <laughs> that day. And I'd be in there for family lunch. It was family lunch. And Mary and Steve, the husband and wife, yeah. would Mary would cook for everybody. Wow. People in the factory, the office, wow. everybody. Like that is who I was involved with. Yeah. And me being Italian and so family orientated, yeah. that just the meant, big the, thing. meant yeah. the world to me. That's cool. Mm. So cool. So that was kind of the beginning of everything because once I got Triumph, uh, obviously factory sponsorship comes credibility and all of a sudden it was a lot easier to find sponsors from there because I'm the Triumph factory stunt rider. So I had QBE come on board and you know, yeah. I had, had some, some great sponsorships off the back of that. Yep. Um, and, great, it just, yeah. and it just grew. It grew great exposure there. for the brand as well. Like to, for, the, for the common person to look at Triumph to see it in a different light would have been great for their company as well. I think, um, you know, and I've been told this by people at Triumph that I helped shape the modern perception of Triumph in Australia yeah. um, because they were super conservative before then. And then I was out there doing 40 events a year on Triumphs, mm. making them look clean but cool. Yeah. You know, I always presented well. I always had a shirt on. I was never messy, you know, like presentation was everything to me. It still is. Um, and I think that worked really well for the Triumph brand. It gave it an edge that mm. it didn't have before. Mm. So I, um, yeah, I feel good about that. Yeah, that's about awesome. That yeah. time that's event, great. You know? It's pretty cool. Like you see a lot of it on the road now too. It's, it's one of those brands that a lot of people love. Yes, absolutely. Oh, dude, you know what? And rightfully so. They, you know, I'm, I made, I, I gave them, a, I helped create a little bit of an image, but I'm definitely not the reason why it's got yeah. the yeah. image. The bikes are fantastic. Yeah. They still are. I mean, I'm not paid to say this. This, They really are a good bike. Good bike. The triple, yeah. the torque, just the way they sound, the way they ride, the, the quality of build. Mm. They, mm. they really are a fantastic bike. They've come a long way from the oil dripping 60s bike yeah, that everybody that's right. refers to, you know? That's <laughs> synonymous for, but yeah. I remember when you rocked up to um, work one day on the, was it the new 1200, the, the red one, the candy red one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was wicked, too. that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know? 1200 speed triple. Yeah. That was great. That was sick. That's a grass bike. And then the uh, the exit of uh, yeah, big power of yourself, slide. big power slide down Ligon Street. That was someone else riding. That was in Mexico. That was in Mexico. Yeah, it wouldn't be something I would have done. <laughs> do you get back? Do you get out on the bike much these days? I don't. Um, plays back to that promise to my mum. Yeah. Not because of that, but I guess I just created, I don't know, a habit of not riding on the road too much. Mm. And yeah. I do think the road's very dangerous, yeah. truth be told. Uh, and I can't ride the way I want to on the road, you mm -hmm. know? Um, I mean, I still do, yeah. but um, <laughs> but it's, it's, not, it's not the right way to ride. You know, if I go up the hills, I'm probably, you know, up it a little bit too much. Yeah. And, you know, I keep it safe. And if I ride on the road now, it's usually I'll jump on my Bonnie. I've got a Triumph Bonneville. Yep. I built in like 2011. I've still got that. I love that. I feel like Steve McQueen, open face helmet, shirt, grouse, you know. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but no, usually just too much going on in life and work. I'd, yeah. I need to carry something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my van. I love my van. I'll give you, get everyone listening and watching at home, there was a, a beautiful Ferrari just left the stables with a, <laughs> with a scooter hanging yeah. out of his hat. <laughs> there's no room in the we, boot. We might still have that on footage so yeah. we could potentially clip that in as yeah, well. beautiful. It's what they do here, man. It's what they do here. <laughs> it's crazy. That's it. Where there's a wog, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to be. <laughs> so talk us through, uh, I was lucky enough to be at Supers when you had your last show. Yeah. What was, leading up to it, what was your thought process? Did you know, okay, now's my time to sort of 
hang up the boots. Mm. You know, talk us through your thought process and all the emotions and everything that you were feeling before getting on the bike, after getting off the bike, through yeah. that whole weekend. So, um, I mean, this could be a really long story or a really short one. We got all I, the time in the yeah, world. Yeah, we do. I, um, you know, for years and years, I, I did an average of 35 to 40 shows a year. Wow, that's a lot. I didn't realize that. Maybe 15 yeah. years. That's a huge amount. I did air shows, expos, Formula Ones, MotoGP, World Superbikes, you know, um, you know, there was boat shows, you know, four-wheel drive expos, motorcycle expos, St Kilda Festival, um, you know, air shows, just events everywhere, you mm. know. Um, there was always something. It was it was interesting, you know. I did ASBK for many years. I did oh, wow. V8 supercars with Minge until Minge and I butt heads and stopped doing that. <laughs> That's another story. Um, we'll get on to that. We're friends now. We're friends now. <laughs> um, but, you know, just two ego-driven ego <laughs> young Yeah. Stunt riders fighting for top position. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's another story. But, um, you know, I, I did it for so long and then I had my first son when, yep. in 2016. And uh, not that things changed all that much. Like people say, oh, you know, did you risk change and whatever? Not really. I guess I didn't really think about it all that much still. It was just so natural for me to do this. But when it did change was when I had a very decent accident I um is that Joe again Joe I thought Joe left <laughs> uh, we'll maybe wait we'll wait oh, yeah we can cut that yeah. I didn't realise you did so many shows fucking hell yeah. that's crazy 40 shows a year oh no we're back <laughs> travel must have been hectic Travel is a logistical nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, I could elaborate on every single part of this yeah, point. True. So I won't, I won't go there, but um, just while we're off. Yeah. Yeah, logistically, this is why I had to have two, three bikes. I'd be sending one to Adelaide, one to Queensland, while I'm doing one in Melbourne. And as soon as I've done with that one in Melbourne, I'd have to send it over to WA while I went and met, you know, the one in Queensland yeah. or Tassie. You know, there was times where I'd have, you know, two bikes coming down here, one bike getting repaired. Like, it was crazy, man. Yeah. It really was. It was... Logistically, it was it was nuts. Yeah, I think we. I think we're yeah, good. we. Good. Hey, did you just yeah. pause the recording? Or? No, I just kept going. But just do a, someone do a clap. Um, Big accident. Oh yeah. So um, so yeah, it, it sort of changed for me when I was riding for BMW. So um, you know, from before when I finished with Triumph, I went to KTM for six years, mm. and then after KTM, um, I had a I had a decent crash um, on a KTM and that was the first time I'd ever like had to take some time off the bike because I broke my back um, compressed L5 S1 bulging disc prolapsed L5 like I'd done a bit of damage down there what was the incident um, actually it was such a stupid mm. crash you know I do all this crazy stuff I was just practicing motard the track was empty and I'd often like come out of the last turn or the back straight at South Morang. Yep. And uh, as soon as I'd come out of last turn, put it into a stoppy and try and roll the whole straight, <laughs> which I could do. Um, and it was just good practice, but you had to get the bike really high. And yep. my one rule with stoppies was don't get off the brake, right? You can often kind of get off it. When you're off it though, there's no way to bring it back if you go past that point. Mm. Whereas with wheelies, you've always got that back brake. So yeah. that was your safety. You don't have a safety with, with um, stoppies. 
Anyway, I was sort of rolling off the brake um, and it started to go over. And instead of bailing, which I, I should have done, it, I sort of tried to save it by pushing back, but it was too far gone. And then it was too late to bail. So when I went over, the bike came crashing down on me, but I only crashed at like four kilometers an hour. I was at the end of the sloppy. Yeah. Um, but just the way it landed, the way it hit me, everything. Um, uh. So I had that. That sort of started getting my mind thinking, well, do I need to keep doing this? Mm. Anyway, I had a very, very small stint with MV Agusta as kind of a bit of a brand ambassador there because I couldn't do much riding. Um, truth be told, they're very pretty bikes, but they're all rubbish to ride and I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do much on them. And then my very good friend, Nigel Harvey. <laughs> truth, hey, I've got to be truth. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd, you'd be the person to talk about hand, how a bike handles though because you would have taken it to the absolute Man, know, the throttle on that thing was on and off. That yeah. was it. It was literally like pressing send and end on your iPhone. Like, <laughs> that's it what it felt like with the Tawono. That Tawono is a good bike, man. That is, that is the opposite. At 3,000 RPM. Yeah. I might go down second gear. Might be a discrepancy in skill between you and Luke, Tom. Just like... So I did that, I did that. And um, anyway, Nigel Harvey, really very good friend of mine. He was marketing manager for BMW, got me on a BMW, rode with them for three years. And in 19, um, we went on a safari, the BMW safari. So I did a week with them and I had a show booked for motor York Motorcycle Festival. My stunt bike was already up there and I was riding a safari. We were, we were going to Armadale. It was the last day for me and then I was flying out. Yep. And they'd shut down the main road of Armadale for me to do a show for everybody. So, like, the main street was closed. It was all fenced off. And I was going to do a show on an adventure bike. That morning, I was with Mark Wilson from Superbike School. And uh, I was like, let's just take it easy last day. He goes, yeah, man, happy to... So everybody left early when I had breakfast at the first town. We had breakfast at the hotel. We took off late. Nice and cruisy. Mm. Anyway, long story short, I went around a bend that looked like the last 20 bends we'd been through. Um, but a grader had just come through on a gravel road. There was a huge <sighs> pillow of gravel and it yeah. pushed me off the road. I couldn't get the thing turned. Had to run it off the road. As soon as I ran it off the road, trees, shrubs, barbed wire fence and the, and the corner got sharper. So I couldn't, I did all the braking I could do with ABS and everything. Those bikes are fantastic mm. off the road, but had no traction. As soon as I got onto the grass, I had traction. So I spotted my exit, turned my head, hit the throttle, got the thing steering with the rear, there was a monster tree and I'm looking past the tree, you know, first rule, right? Yeah. Look where you want to go. I know enough to know that. Yeah. On the throttle and I was like, ripper, I'm past it. I wasn't. The, the motor was sticking out on those big boxer engines. Oh, yep. Yeah. And it cracked, just bang, hit the tree and stopped me dead. I was probably doing 50 and I went straight into the bike. Yeah. I hit the bars, bent the bars down with my sternum and my ribs. So Whoa. I broke three ribs, broke my sternum and dislocated my jaw. Now that accident is the thing that changed everything for me. Mm. I was sitting on the side of the road, not knowing if I've got internal bleeding, actually feeling a lot of pain. Mm. I'm very good with pain. So pain wasn't the problem. What I was thinking was you're an idiot. You know, you got kids at home. What are you doing? These are things that came into my mind for the first time in my mm. life and they were the first things that came rushing in when I had that accident. Mm. Tried to call an ambulance, couldn't get to us where we were. So I jumped on the sweep rider's bike and I rode myself to hospital oh, with Mark. Geez. 
Walked in the hospital. They checked me out. Long story short, yep, broken ribs, broken sternum. Your, your jaw's gone back in place, but we can see a bunch of damage there. No internal bleeding. I was like, right, I'm out of here. Thank you. Signed myself out. <laughs> I was out. I got picked up by the, the support vehicle. Went to Armadale. Rode a fucking stunt show. Oh, oh my God. God. Yo, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. Seriously, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Mate, that was painful. I um, I had four Panadine Fort. <laughs> I was off my chops and I rode a stunt show. And every time I landed, because I had a microphone in my helmet, oh. so I like do a stop and it's like, mm, and <laughs> land. Mm, mm. Like this is what they're hearing. They're just hearing all these mm, 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 noises. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. Uh. So that was the lighter side of it. I mean, I was in a lot of pain, but I did it. Um, I woke up the next day with the most incredible rash you've ever seen over okay. my whole body. I had track marks going down my legs. Oh. I looked like a junkie. It was insane. <laughs> I had allergic reaction to the codeine. Uh, oh, no. Didn't know this. Yeah. And like every male, right, who gets man flu, you suffer from man flu. Yeah, of course. I, I was yeah. freaking out about the rash, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my injuries yeah. did not phase me. I understood that. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. deal. I was in pain, but whatever. I dealt with it. The rash. I'm ringing my mum. I'm ringing my wife. I'm like, this rash is getting bigger. It's getting longer. It's going to do. What's going to happen? Like, what's going to happen? I feel hot. <laughs> like, <it> just <laughs> freaking out about the rash. Anyway, I jumped on a plane, went to Perth, went to the medical center. Yep, you had an allergic reaction. Have this shit. Put this shit on you. Shampoo, you know, wash your body with this stuff. Happy days. Rested for a day, rode three stunt shows in the middle of York, in the main oh, street. I was the main attraction. Everybody knew what had happened. It was announced. <laughs> I was like, there's photos of me getting off my bike and I'm like, like this, because my whole left side and my sternum was just, I cried after every stunt show. I did it in the main town, so my hotel was right there. So after every show, I walked into my hotel, laid on my bed, got my breath, stopped crying. Calm down, went and did another show. <laughs> Fire up, man. That, that was insane. Got some work ethic. Fucking Well, <laughs> you know, it, and the, I'm telling you this because this plays to my retirement. I did it for everyone that was there to see me. Mm. I didn't do it because I was going to miss out. I was there. They were going to pay me. They said, please don't ride. We don't mm. want you to hurt yourself mm. anymore. Like, happy to pay you. You're here. You know, it's just unfortunate what happened. Can't help it. I wasn't that. wasn't about that. It mm. wasn't that for me. There was all these kids. Like, it mm. was a big thing. Like, I was the main attraction at that show. You know, they'd shut down the whole street, main street. It's pretty grouse yeah, like, it's cool. town. Yeah. And I just couldn't let them down. So yeah. I dealt with it. And I swear, after every show, I was like, oh, I'm not doing the next one. In my head, I was like, I'm not doing the next one. But then, you know, you get your breath and you stop crying and, you know, <laughs> yeah. you have some food and you hydrate and you're like, no, yeah, right. I could get this done. I could get this done. And you do it, you know? I mean, this is what we do, right? And I think the tone's been set with motorcycling in the past. Like, this is what we do. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I did it, and the motivator was the kids and the crowd. And after that, I started thinking my career and uh, what was going to happen. So Nigel moved to Triumph, back to PS Importers, and wanted to take me with him. This is in 2020. And uh, I said, okay, but this is the last time I go, and this is like my retirement thing, because I'm, I want to wind this back. So gone full circle. Yep, full yeah. circle. It just felt right. Yeah. It really did feel right to go back to my home, back mm. to family. And um, anyway, 2020, you know, yeah. COVID and everything. So no shows. Mm. Then I came back, I did a couple of shows and I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm cool with this. Like, I think I'm, you know, I, was, I had Benzina Stables. I was starting to work on that. 
Benzina Cantina at a Mexican bar and restaurant, which I sold in 21. Um, but that was a great business. I had my Benzina garage and my motorcycle shop. I wasn't using stunt riding as, as my income, really. It was mm. just something I did still. And I thought, oh, I'm going to pull this. I'm going to call this. And my wife said to me, you can't just let it fizzle out. I said, well, yeah. I mean, I haven't really done a show for the last year or so. And um, she said, no, no, no. You need to bookend this. Not for you, mm. for everyone else. Yeah. And... Um, so I did. Uh, World Superbikes, I had performed for, I think, 17 or 18 years running. I can't remember the number now. Um, and I, and that, that was my last show. And truth be told, I was sort of just, okay, well, I guess I'll bookend it. I was going in there, just, it was another show. This will be fun. And then I can just move on. And from the second I announced my retirement, we put out a press release and um, I was inundated absolutely inundated with messages, you know, texts, calls, um, you know, private messages on my socials. It was just crazy how many people were reminding me of things that I had done mm. that stuck in their mind. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, remembering me when you were like 13 years old. Yeah. Like that, so much stuff came out like that. It started becoming a little bit emotional for me. Mm. And um, anyway, get down to Phillip Island. Mate, I couldn't walk two meters without people shaking my hand saying thank you wishing me well i realized i started to realize that i had made a pretty incredible impact on people's lives just something that i did that i always felt i was pretty fortunate to do and was a bit selfish and i was a stunt rider for a living like i'm not trying to throw that in people's faces that's pretty cool I was yeah always, yeah it's always really cool. pretty humble about yeah. it like you know i don't want to be the douchebag that's like can i ride motorbikes for a living? <laughs> um and truth be told i was always like that I, yeah. you know i always thought i was very fortunate um, but never really wanted, as much as I was a stunt rider, I never really wanted the limelight shone on me like that, you mm. know. Um, but I quickly realised that I was doing a lot for people and it became a bit of an emotional weekend. Um, my last show, um, I remember I bowed at Turn 11 to everybody there and my, all my mates were there and I had Carlo, you know, everyone knows yep. Carlo. So Carlo came out to the track and took some photos and it was grouse and... I, um, I rode into the pits and I just started crying. <laughs> I don't cry. Mm. Like, I think I need to put emphasis on that. <laughs> oh. The last two stories we've <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, <know. laughs> I know, but I... Extreme circumstances. I'm not, a, I'm not a crier. Like, I always... I'm all about men's health, mental health, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, being, uh, getting your emotions out. But for whatever reason, every time I try and get my emotions out and cry it out, I just can't cry. I just yeah. don't cry. How often do you see it, though, when sportsmen retire at the end of the game? Yeah. Roger Federer, yeah. Mm. for instance. Yeah. Like, remember him and Adal, like, sobbing on the yeah, stage there? Yeah, like, it. Just a crazy... Like, it just happens. Like, yeah. it's just something that I clicks, you know? I control it. I yeah. had people clapping as I'm going down pit lane. The sirens all blue. Yep. Um, what an awesome you know, the experience. horns, everybody in uh, race control stood up and they were clapping in the window and I'm just bawling, man. I'm just like, this is unreal. I had the guys that have let me out for like Mark and the guys that are, and Craig, um, they'd let me out for 17 years, mm. you know, released me to go out on track, you know, hugging me. And then I go ride past the pits. Everybody's there. And then it started raining. I'm crying in yeah. the rain on my bike. <laughs> I rode around to the tunnel and I'm, I'm, for the first time I'm there by myself. Nobody's there. I'm just on my bike crying in the rain, just thinking, oh, my God, like it's actually it's over. Done. It's done. Yeah. 
So, you know, for something that started that was quite, um, I don't know, non-emotional, it was kind of a whatever for me, became one of the most emotional moments and uh, times of my life. And mm. I think in my final post, I'd, I'd written that, you know, I got to ride motorbikes for a living um, and that's pretty cool. Mm. But the people that I touched and the things that I did made me just a little bit proud of, you know, what I had achieved. And I'd never, ever stopped to reflect on my career. Mm. I still don't reflect. I'm, you know, I'm here in Benzina yeah, Stables yeah. and yeah. everybody tells me how much it's grown and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, let's keep moving forward. Yeah, 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 just keep, keep going. Know. Keep going, yeah. So, um, see, that was pretty special. It was really special. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was uh, yeah, like I said, fortunate enough to be there, man. It was, it was cool mm. to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Tearing up. So do you, you miss the thrill of it or do you have... You have things like, well, golf's your new thrill now, but <laughs> <laughs> do you have something that gets the, you know, gets it all hot gets and it all ticking, ticking, ticking over. inside? My kids. Yeah, yeah, nice. My kids are everything. You yeah, know, yeah, watching yeah. them, they frustrate the hell out of me too, but <laughs> I, I just love them so much. Yeah. Um, you know, I I miss, you know, you ask if I miss it. I I do and I don't. I, I, miss, I miss the buzz. I miss the reactions i miss the faces the kids reactions the dads the mum's reactions when i stop you up to some guy's nuts yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. know i i miss that that's something that's i can't replicate in life and so i miss the that vibe yeah it's not about being the center of attention it's about the, everyone the enjoying themselves yeah the reactions that i see from my perspective yeah it really is incredible and i wish you know, that people got to experience that at some point in their life because it is very special. Mm. Knowing mm. that you did that. Yeah. You made that person smile. <laughs> you made that person laugh. It's you know? pretty amazing. Yeah, the high fives for the kids. I remember Dewan giving me a high five when I was a kid and remember thinking like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Dewan just high five yeah. me. I would have been seven or eight. And I always remembered that. And so my entire career, every time a kid put his hand up, I go give him a high five. Because I could be that doing to them. Yeah. yeah. You know? I might not be. Yeah. But yeah, if yeah. I am, I just made that kid's world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's what I miss. I'm, I'm still riding a little bit. Um, actually, this year, I didn't ride much at all. And I started becoming a bit grumpy. And my wife was like, go and ride a motorcycle, please. <laughs> so I built a super bike. <laughs> and, uh, As you do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Race Centre put that thing together for me. And I went to Broadford only a few weeks ago. Oh, cool. Now. Yep. Um, and man, it was good to be back out on the bike. It's been two years since I've been on the track and yep. never really been on track on a proper super bike. I was always racing naked when yeah. I did some, some racing. So, you know, that was, that was cool. That was fun. And I, st oh, I was so stiff the next day. I was like frozen <laughs> up. <laughs> I think we'll have to organize a, what a ride day down at the island. What do you reckon? Yes. Daniel? Good luck. He might pass us every what, lap and a half. I'll wave. I'll just wave. Yeah, just wave. I might get, I'll get the high five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go, little fella. Yeah. <laughs> I might be close to you behind pit lane, but that's probably about it. I won't see you until the end of the session. Uh, it doesn't matter. But it's, we should. We should do something for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's just good times, man. Good times in the garage. Good times at the track. Absolutely. Are the boys into bikes? They are. They keep pushing me more and more for motorbikes. And I, I dangle the carrot enough where, you know, they they ride. But I don't want them to race motocross or bang themselves up yeah. too much. Yeah. So they love their BMX. They love soccer. They love yeah. motorbikes, oh, awesome. you know. So they've got a nice, diverse range. I try and look 
whatever they want to do. That's it. I'll let them do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best way to be. But I let them ask me to go motorbike riding before we go. Mm. Otherwise, I don't want to be the soccer dad, you know? Yeah, yeah you don't like force, force it, it on down them. their throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, I've been through enough on motorbikes to know that they're dangerous. They're, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're my boys. Do you watch, um, they watch MotoGP with you or anything like that? Or yeah, they, yeah, um, nice. look, I, I've got so many photos of when their babies just sit on my lap and me watching MotoGP, <laughs> you know, my finger in their mouth or something, <laughs> keep them quiet. Um, and yeah, they, they do. Leo, the young one, loves it a lot. Freddie's getting a bit older. He's curious about it, but um, it doesn't get into it. But you ask Leo, who's your favourite rider? Lacia Spargo. Number 41. Whoa, really? Yeah. He says 41. 41 every time. Lacia Spargo. He says 41. He's like, Papa, 41. I'm like, Papa, that's 14. <laughs> 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 but like, no, they know all the riders. Yeah, you know? cool. They know Jack Miller's Aussie. They know Johnny Ray. Johnny Ray's a friend of mine, so they know, they yep, know Johnny. Yeah, Diesel Edge. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they, we watch Superbikes and MotoGP, but the MotoGP riders, they know them all. Leo plays MotoGP on, yeah. Uh, yeah, on PlayStation. My, my, he's only just turned five. He was four, so, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's That's crazy, cool. man. So you're obviously keeping up to it still. What are your thoughts coming into this next MotoGP season? What are you know all this hype about Marquez and him? You know, <laughs> Mark who? Yeah, <laughs> Luke was, Is Luke that was still around. <laughs> Luke was saying just off air that uh, I give him like a two out of ten. James isn't happy. He's lost his words. He's shocked. He's shocked. I'm in shock. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that part out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, there's actually a little bit of uh, um, uh, Italian emotion. He's on a Ducati now. He'll he'll ride that Ducati. You know, he's basically half Launch Italian. himself into orbit. He's, he's half Italian. So he's, James, <laughs> seriously, now that's actually get out. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> Come I'm on, bro. I saw him eat a pizza yeah. at Pino's. He's half Italian. <laughs> <laughs> You, wow. you, you're insulting two of the like, hands, biggest the ones right now. <laughs> you're lucky he has a back slapped on. Tie behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> How do you going to tell him to shut up, Luke? <laughs> so is it going to be another bag, Bags uh, championship, you reckon? Oh, look, I think I think Bags, Jorge Martin, Bez, you yeah. know, they're going to be hard to beat yeah. on Ducatis. What a like, year it's going to be, be, I reckon, for the GP. It's going to be an amazing year. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, I mean... Playing devil's advocate and taking my Rossi hat off. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Even with my Rossi hat on, Marquez is a great rider. He's incredible. He's done incredible things on bikes. And as a rider, I cannot take that away from him at all. Not for one second. Yeah. I just don't think that he's going to do as well as everybody thinks on the Ducati because yeah. it is so different to ride. And you've got great riders that yeah. know it so well. I mean, look <clears throat> how little the boys crash on the Ducatis, mm. you know, Jorge Martin, um, Peco, you know, they've got their wits about them. They know the bike, they yeah. know the limits. Marquez is typically a guy that's going to find the limits. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think the bike, yes, it's good. But my personal opinion is he'll be up there. He'll fight. He'll be top five. He'll be regular contender, mm. but I don't think he's got the championship. Yeah. I don't think so either. Well, the other thing is the difference between the 23 and the 24 bike. Yeah. There is going to be some changes then. He's going to be on older spec. So, mm. And normally the older spec at the start of the season at least is up there. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. It is good for the sport though. Um, what, what's your thoughts on Peko? Are you a big Peko fan? Yeah, I'm or? a huge Peko fan. Nice. I love Peko. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Peko is, I don't know, I haven't quite, you know what, after all these years, I haven't, you know, we kind of figure him out. We try yeah, to figure that's him out. right. He's super calm. 
Yeah. He's super cool. He's a very calm natured person. You watch his interviews, even the way he approaches things, he's very calm. But I think sometimes he gets in his own head a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he says some weird stuff in the me in the media as well. Yeah. He comes out and says like the uh <laughs> That's a doing? McLaren. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Well on that note, tell us <laughs> tell us where we are right now. So we're at um Benzina Stables. This is my my new business. This is life after stunt riding. We've been open for just over a year now. Yeah. We're essentially, well, we're an enthusiast hub to summarise, but we specialise in sort of high-end enthusiast vehicles in um, storage and sales. Yeah. So motorbikes, cars, we store, we've got 75 cars in storage at the moment with about 35 motorcycles, we've got about 40 cars for sale and about 20 motorcycles, 3,000 square metre factory based here in Preston. Yeah. Um, you know, we're running uh, enthusiast days, we're doing track days, um, you know, drives like overnighters. We run a lot of cars and coffee events. Yeah, it's a it's a social space. You yeah. know, it's it's a place for car and motorcycle enthusiasts alike to come and hang and and be a part of. You know, it's a That's pretty gross. incredible space. Like, I've never been. I don't think there's anything else like this really. No, no not at all. I don't think so. There's there's a few examples in America. Yeah, um, but it's not it's not a common business. Um, it's something that I've sort of thought about for a number of years now, being an enthusiast of both cars and bikes myself. Having a number of bikes and finding it difficult to store them. Mm. I think I've got 36 motorcycles now. I've sold a couple <laughs> recently. Um, but I had 40 at one point, 41. Ah. They'll come back. I just had to invest in the business. I had to sell a few. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, that storage is a problem. Yeah. But then off the back of that, it becomes this social thing. I mean, I mentioned to you before, mm. on a Friday night, we'll have a Negroni here and, mm. you know, customers will come and pick up their cars, bikes, and you've got people that are, you know, super highly successful yep. with, you know, five Ferraris and you've got someone with a Grouse WRX and we're all in the same room, same time, yeah, the common that. denominator being motorsport, yep. you know, automotive yeah. space. It's great. The people you meet is fantastic. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. I think that's the McLaren getting quieter. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Ring, he hits it again. Yeah, there's some wicked uh, bits of kit, some nice cars and bikes, and mm. you could bloody go nuts in here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's, it, that's it for me, boys. You got anything to add? Oh, we're still talking about the GP and how pet goes calm and collected. Yeah, we'll yeah. continue on. Continue on. with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think he gets in his own head a bit, but I think he's maturing. So I think next year he's going to be hard to beat again. Yeah. You know, he's got the confidence of two championships. I sort of feel like you've got nothing to lose once you've got two in your belt. Mm. Even True, 100%. Time, yeah, yeah. It's perspective, right? Like, yeah. life's about perspective. So you're either going to go in there thinking, I could lose this championship, or you go in there thinking, i got two. So, you know, whatever, no pressure. Pressure's off. Yeah, I think we find him a bit too calm and collective, and that's why I think a Marquez on the Ducati is exciting for me, mm. even though I'm not a huge fan. I so. think sometimes people might think he's a bit dull. He's not... A century. He's not well, how like, was that celebration? That's what I mean. I mean like, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> fucking playing basketball. I mean, come on. But you know what I mean? He's, he's not. He's <laughs> like, not a seriously. Rossi or a Marquez or a Lorenzo <laughs> with his celebrations. No, or right. no, that you, was awkward. And you can't fake that. I don't think. No, you, you can't. You got to be pretty genuine about that. Yeah. But I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm out there. I'm pretty loud, right? But I kind of like that he's not, and he just sticks to what he is. <laughs> yeah, know, I think polite, people once he's done, people will respect what he did. A lot more. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, call. look at Stoner. Yeah, Stoner yeah. was just like meh. You know, you, you wouldn't see him. Literally the meh emoji. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, you wouldn't see him dunking a basketball after he won a world title. No, that's okay. for sure. Thank you. But it's cool. funny. Everyone says how he's the most talented rider in the yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. Have said a lot of people that. have said mm. that. So he's an incredible rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. It's just a shame that he, you know, he really didn't 
enjoy the media and then suffered yeah. with his chronic fatigue and so on. Cause, yeah. Um, I would have really loved to see him go head to head with Marquez. Yeah. That would have been a good battle. Mm. That would have been very interesting to see how that would have gone. I think you would have smoked Marquez. Truth be told. He was too smooth. Marquez yeah. was yeah, you know, yeah, sending yeah. himself to the moon too often. Mm. Which I think point. is going to happen next year. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we hope to see we're, it. We're going to have to do a, uh, a watch party with you or some MotoGP or oh, something. Keen. Let's watch it here. Like that whole wall converts into I a... saw the projector up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, we'll do MotoGP here. That would be Say sick. Let's. Hey, right. we can do it. We'll get a, we'll get a Republica, you know, team Cross going. stables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah let's yeah. do it. Sounds Why good. Do a collab. Cool. So you are just saying before, you know, Johnny Ray, what are you, the thoughts on the move to Yamaha? How do you think he'll go? in the supers uh well what i do know i can't tell you yeah okay but i reckon he'll go all right i reckon i reckon that yamaha will be good for him um you know flipping over the top rack i think he's gonna do great too yeah i think he's gonna do awesome he's wrapping his head around that bmw and the ducati well you know the ducati's gonna be hard to beat again it is a rocket ship even with with um you know the limitations the seven, yeah. the seven kilos that weight thing yeah. so um, yeah a friend of mine um, is Alvaro Bautista's um, chief engineer I remember the little present you got yeah yeah so um, you know I talked to him Julio yep. and um, yeah that bike fuck that's good oh man <laughs> it's, it's crazy I've told him you know in the next few years I'll, I, I want to buy one oh. of their bikes when oh done, like, that'll be unreal that would just, be unreal just want to own a world superbike. Yeah, like I've cool. built bikes to be kind to of spec, world superbike yeah. spec almost, you yeah. know. But to just own want one. a world superbike, man. And like it's a great a looking bike. It's a great yeah. looking bike. One of yeah. those Ducatis would be great. Yeah, they're awesome. Incredible. Yeah. Have you seen how Ducati released all those older replicas? But like they got the yeah uh, Peco one and yeah. the Bears and Bautista. But it's still cool. But having the actual like when we sat on Chris Vermeulen's bike, it was mm. like wow. It's all about the cry. Yeah, like it was. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my god and I that was amazing when they gave him that bike i remember when they gave him that bike it oh, was wow. so many years after the fact it was beautiful that they gave it yeah, to him he's yeah. such a deserving guy yo a great he's dude Chris yeah, yeah. is just a gentleman man yeah. such a nice guy yeah, he really yeah. is yeah i think i told you this before you went and yeah. never met him yeah, yeah he's just a gentleman yeah. yeah from day dot when he was you know i met him back when he was racing moto gp and he was the same person then as he is now same with bayless like just that's what I like about the motorcycle industry. I think it matters where you are, what mm. you're doing. You're just the same person. I mean, yeah. if you guys yeah, met Jack right. Miller, he's a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jack comes back to Australia, he's just, just us. Yep. You know, yeah, he's just, just goes to track. All the people we've out. done podcasts with, like even with Joel Kelso last week, just Joel, regular, yeah. regular dudes, yeah. man. Yeah. Like they're just motorcycle enthusiasts. And hey man, they just love yeah. it. That's it. I mean, we that's all love what it. I was touching on yeah. before, you know, like I was always pretty fortunate that I'd ride, ride motorbikes for a, yeah. a living. So just kind of, happy about that <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely but oh, yeah moto, cool. moto gp bikes man pretty special man they're, they're on another planet. yeah that's that that is the thing to have isn't it is a guy in you uh in england he has a whole he's got heaps collects them, yeah. man he's got all those rossi ones and i think he's Bayless's. got a stoner one as well yeah stoner i think he's got a couple super bikes he's got a lot of bikes and he hides the location he won't tell anyone where well, it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame him no way it'll be in a farm somewhere how do you even how do you even get your hands on one of them like if you want to purchase Bautista see like is it just who you know is that all it is pretty oh, sure yeah. that's how yeah. it starts but I'm pretty sure that you know you generally know people when you got that kind of thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
those Ducati replica bikes, they I was that was tempting. I thought so, yeah. yeah. I, I I put my name down for the nine one six thirtieth anniversary. That's okay. a nice bit of kit. Yeah, That's that really a nice. Beautiful bike. I didn't get the allocation, unfortunately, but I'm told that if somebody pulls out, I'll get one. So yeah. I'm, I'm quietly. I've got my fingers crossed there, trying to hope any going because I got an original nine one six as well, so I just want to have them together. Then I got offered, you know, one of those replicas or all of those replicas, but hundred and ten grand I for know. a four yeah. S, just just for a sticky kit, sit yeah. well with me, you know. Yeah. Like, it's basically an SP two, which you can buy for fifty grand. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of money. True. Like the nine one six was seventy five grand, which is also pretty much just an SP2 but 296 I think limited numbers there's that McLaren again <laughs> um, so you know the limited editions and yeah. being such an iconic thing sort of justified it to me but 110 yeah it's taking the piss <laughs> it's a lot stat, like just a little bit like, yeah people, they're going to sell them and they'll oh, they sell will. out yeah. a friend of mine bought yeah. a Bez a Jorge Martin and Fuck. the yellow Peco yeah, the yellow, the yellow one I could see moving. Yeah. That looks wicked. Yeah, because that would be a collector's item. So he bought all three, and he bought them all in the same number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool as well. Yeah. So what's the difference? Is it just the fairings, like the replica the, fairings? The paint. Um, it's got all the SP2 stuff, so the open clutch yeah. and things yeah. like that that come with it. But it comes with Nacro as well. Okay. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't it's come got with, like their seat come with on it. Wheels. And... Comes with the magnesium wheels, I think, not the carbon wheels. And then Shit. it's just limited numbers, mm. race paint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They look grouse. But, you know, 110 mm. grand. There's a lot of other bikes I'd rather buy for 110, if I had 110 grand, but there'd be yeah, a, yeah. there's a lot more out there. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know. I'd buy five CR500s before that. <laughs> touching on, you know, I mean, a, a few, you know, maybe 30 more grand, you're getting Desmos. Yeah, that's right, you. You know? Desmo, that's a motor GP, GP bike. bike. Yeah. That's cool. You ever ridden a Desmo? Fuck no. Yeah, I'd be gross. terrified. What's it like? Insane. Hot. Yeah, oh, yeah, hot. it would that's, be. That hot. doesn't surprise Very me. Very hot. Yeah, yeah. I just sold one of my Desmos. I got another one. So don't stress. Still got <laughs> one. Might have to throw off the keys. <laughs> but, um, Tom hot. first. Hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, good. I'll fucking show you how it's done. Good to keys. Hey, this will be good. Give um, me a 2XL helmet and I'm out. <laughs> to take off, you can't just Clutch take it off on the lights. You've got to like, you got to give it heat. Like, <laughs> and because they're, they're so loud as well, it's a bit embarrassing when you take off from the lights, but That's they're cool, I'm... man. Very raw. What about the um, other MotoGP bike, that Honda RC21? Never ridden one. Uh, okay. Sat on one, but okay. never ridden one. So that's one. a 500cc? No, no, that's, no, the, no, that's uh, the, uh, the RC213V. That's, yeah. yeah. gotcha. that's like the Stoner one, yeah, Marquez one. Oh, right, yeah. 213. Fuck. Um, I'd love one of them. And I'd love an R7. R7. R7, Yamaha. Original R7. one? Yep. R7. Old school. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the oh, new R7. I was like, I was like, I was like you get that from down the road at Yamaha. I was, <laughs> dirty. I was dirty when they called that bike the R7. The R7. Like, <laughs> take away from something that was so special. Uh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, OWA1. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the R7, isn't that like the, the it's real, a, it's just the 125C? That was the nah, Haga bike. Oh, no, there's like Noriyuki Haga raced the R7 back in like the, you know, 90s. One of them. The RC2 how much, how much are those RCs going for these days, you know? It's $300,000 Yeah, plus. I was going to say. Fuck. Yeah, plus. Bit of cash. how you get it. Bit of cash. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've seen one on the road or in the flesh. Mm. I think I saw one at like a GP Expo yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, and that's yeah. It. yeah, yeah. I reckon yeah. that yeah. was Carl Cox's bike. 
Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we see him in the pack. Yeah, he's a pay. big um big fan. Isn't huge motorcycle, yeah. Huge yeah, teams yeah, and stuff, or run yeah. a team or yeah, something yeah, like that. Big supporter, of yeah. Motorsport, not yeah. just motorbikes. Has he got a team now? He's got a uh, yeah, well, three team maybe. Car, yeah, Carl Cox Motorsport. Yeah, and he's running drag racing as well. Oh wow, yeah, he's cool. Full on into it. Big supporter. We've got our pit bull in the paddock this year as well. He owns half <laughs> yeah, owns track, track house racing. What's that? Pitbull owns track or half owns Chuckhouse Racing, oh, who really? took over RNF Aprilia. Yeah, no Imagine way. Imagine seeing him down at Philip Island in yeah, the yeah. toilets. <laughs> yeah, taking a piss next to him. Hey, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Show us your worldwide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool. MotoGP, that is big for MotoGP, though, to get these stars in it. I, I feel like MotoGP's come full circle again. It's, yeah. it's really starting to spice up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, I, we always have this debate, and I think we talk about it almost every episode, but we don't want it to go down the route, I don't think, as Formula, Formula One, where one. it's so glammed up. Yeah. And you go to Formula One, and as you know, you know, there's people everywhere looking yeah. like Instagram models that don't actually know what a Ferrari is or Just McLaren to check is. themselves in at the f one. I yeah. think, um, did you go to that night with Mick Doohan? Nah, no, we we're already no, at the no, We're at the Philip So Bond, Casey man. Stoner spoke, and I think he... Mate, he changed my view of him. I mean, I was always a fan of his riding, but never so much a fan of his personality. And uh, that night, I sort of... And I'd met him a few times, but not really got a chance to have a good chat with him. Um, and he said, the artistry of motorcycling. Those words. And it was amazing, because the, what he was meaning was, MotoGP takes away the artistry of riding a motorcycle with all this electronic rubbish and yeah. wings and blah, blah, blah. Just let's get back to what is the artistry of riding a motorcycle. When you watch flat track, it's flat track. That's, it's you and the motorcycle. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not electronic aids <coughs> stopping you from slipping this mm. much or ABS or traction or whatever. Mm. It's just you, your throttle control, the rider and your skill set. Yeah. And that's the artistry of riding a motorcycle. And so I think, you know, it really does need, I get safety measures need to be in place. I get it. But maybe that should just be limited to, you know, traction control a little bit, you know, so that you yeah. don't high-side yourself to oblivion when it's unplugged like Pedrosa that yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's about riding the bike. But it was interesting talking to Chris about this was there's so much safety now mm. that these guys have no fear. So that's why you see these massive crashes and pileups because they just throw it up the inside because they know it's going to stick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but back in the day, there was a lot more caution around. So mm. And less runoff as well. So I think yeah. that... Yeah. Like especially the gravel traps, you know, they know that they can't run wide, so they're yeah. not going to go that extra half meter or meter. Yeah, so it's interesting. And yeah. yeah, we have a big thing about aero and MotoGP and how it's that's the only thing that's stopping the racing being unbelievable. Yeah, it's just too much aero. It's becoming like F1 a few years ago. You yeah. just can't follow the bikes. You looked at, you know, Sepang was a great example. Sepang of that. was a great example. Boring race. Yeah. Four mm. seconds between each rider. Yeah, that was yeah. It's news fest. Yeah. Oh, hopefully next year it's very different. Yeah. I think next year will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many unknowns. I'm so excited. No, no, no. You mean to say there's so many Ducatis? <laughs> <laughs> there is. I feel a bit sorry for Yamaha now. Yeah, oh, Honda. man. Honda. What a fall. I know. Oh, yeah. You know? Japanese Who manufacturers. Just, it's not like how they used to be. Like, it was killing me when Honda was winning everything, but it's killing me that they're nowhere as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's sad to see. It's still it's kind like, of happy medium, please, Honda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Same with Yamaha. I mean, Fabio's such a good rider. Oh, yeah. And that Yamaha just doesn't seem to be progressing. Well, I'm, I'm a big Formula One fan, big Max Verstappen fan. And oh, my God. <laughs> he likes Max Verstappen. And Who it, likes Max Verstappen? Oh, look, I've got to admit, I don't mind Max. Oh, I like Max as well. What? Get, get, 
God, I appreciate it. All three of you can get out. You Marquez, you both, what are we doing here? Uh, anyway, back to my story. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, about me now. I reckon this year for Formula One, I'm a massive, um, not a ham- fan of Hamilton. Okay? Yeah. But I reckon last year, F1 for me was the most boring season I've ever watched. Mm. Max, and I'm, big, and I'm a big Max fan. Like, and that's you the need, thing. You need oh, no, he even race, won yeah. when I was a hundred percent certain he wasn't going to win. Yeah, So it's interesting. You need those rivalries and that competitiveness in sport. Like, mm. yeah. And I think the most, the, the some of the races that I enjoyed the most is when it was Hamilton versus Rosberg back in the back in the day. So yeah. Look, people relate to people. Yeah. Right? And that's why perspective is is so important as well. Because people's perspective, it doesn't matter what colour your shoes are. If I perceive them to be blue and that's my perspective, Mm. that's you can't change that. That's Mm. me. That's that's so perspective is not necessarily the truth, right? This is why you can't argue with idiots. (laughs) And 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 uh and racing's the same, right? So people are drawn to the personality because people is what you relate to. You don't Mm. relate to a motorcycle. Me and a motorcycle weren't both born. We Mm. weren't, you know. We didn't go to school together. Like the motorcycle is an object. Yeah. But the person riding said motorcycle, you know, you, people can imagine themselves being that person. So, you know, like you say, you need these things. Yeah. Like I don't like Max. So I want other people to beat him. Yeah. So now I'm like intrigued. Now I want. So exactly the same. Know? Yeah. It's funny. It's, uh, I used to watch Hamilton and pray to God who fucked up a pit stop or something. But and that was the most joy that I had. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get you through the week. I'd get you through the week. Yeah. Uh, motorsport, man. So good. It is. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't live without it. No. And I'm, we're, we're really, we're getting shaky, are we? We really need some. I oh, know. It's, yeah, it's, it's not far off. Formula, now, e, formula E's on this weekend. We might even have to flick that no, off. No, no, no. Don't go there. <laughs> That's no. down a rabbit hole. Nah. <laughs> let's, watch, let's watch the first MotoGP race here. When, when is it? Is it Qatar? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, think it is. Qatar, yeah. It's like midnight or something. Let's do it. Let's do it. Done. Let's do an all-nighter. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could supply in the coffees all yeah, night. Yeah, man, we got a coffee machine. Oh, come on. Well, yeah, we don't come on, man. Look here. Are you supplying the coffees? Who are you talking to? <laughs> we bring Pino along, but I need him making man, the coffees. Man, I've got a cup of tater on my leg. I love <laughs> That's this the best stuff. thing ever, man. I love that. <laughs> i got to talk to you about beans afterwards then. I need oh, yeah. a good bean spire. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Red bean over here. There you go. There we go. We'll definitely do it. Yeah, that'd be an awesome night. Yeah, absolutely. I'll walk in with my um, Marquez hat, and you'll walk in with a Verstappen hat, and away <laughs> we go. <laughs> so I'll come. We'll leave them. So it's you and me then. Yeah, all right. De- and then there was two. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be all Forza Vale. Oh, 100 percent. Oh man, this will make you. This will make you especially happy. My son last year for his fourth birthday wanted a Rossi birthday. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so that's my cool. wife made him a Rossi cake. I had him this oversized Rossi head. It was massive. We got Rossi flags, Rossi, uh, Rossi gear, a big life-size Rossi. It was all it was just all Rossi. Oh my god, that's it was amazing! His Rossi party. That's amazing. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's amazing. What a legend. I love it. For his fourth birthday. That's oh my so god! Cool. If I was five and I went to my friend's birthday and he had that, I would have shit. That would have been <laughs> the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Oh, fuck, that would be crazy. It's right. He's like, he's four years old and really appreciates it. And obviously, he's. And Rossi retired, what, four years ago? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Shit, four years now. Man, how long will those Rossi merchandise stands be at MotoGP? He's still the biggest selling merchandise out of every rider. It's crazy. Current. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) Isn't it? 
And he's got the VR46 stuff now. Well, he's I love what he's doing. Up. Yeah. I love, you got to respect that oh, VR46 shit, yeah. Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like finally the Italians have something to go against the Spaniards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know? yeah. the Spaniards were very good at that so feeder long. categories yeah. and, 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 and nursing their riders from a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Italy didn't really have a lot of that. Well, you look at Moto3 field, it's like 50% Spanish riders. Mm. Like, um, and that's going to change hopefully in the future. Mm. So, well, they've come through now. Like, look at all the Italians now: Bez and True. Marini. Yeah. And well, yeah. At one stage, it was just Buddy Rossi and Simoncelli. Who took the other spot on Rossi's? Did you? Oh, it was Digger. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I'm excited because it was like close to being a Spaniard. It was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they wanted Fermanel to get. Yeah. I was like, that was dumb. never going to happen. I reckon. I don't think that was whispers. Yeah, I reckon Rossi would have to sign off it, and he wouldn't have done it. It was distraction. Probably. Making you look left while they went right. It's called <laughs> yeah. the boogaloo. You gotta, yeah, you gotta like, you know, get the art of the boogaloo. But down. only one, yeah. only one rider in, one rider out for this year. Mm. So Paul Spargo out. Yeah, Paul Spargo out, and then your little mate, your Pedro Costa. You love him. James does. I'm um, a big fan. Are you yeah. Spanish? Like, what is with you and Spanish? From the, he's from the same town as Marquez, isn't he? Yeah, what's, it's your a, national, what's your background? Uh, German. Oh man, I'm all Aussie. <laughs> but it's, it's, Aussie, it's, Aussie. It's, it's Aussie. Like uh, three three generations ago, it's German. Marcel Schroeder. He pulled that out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? I'm the, I'm the best with names. <laughs> He's in the category where you go to die, Tom. Yeah, yeah oh, Super, Super Sport. Yeah. Forget about oh, it. No, Forget yeah. about it. We're talking to Joel Kelso last week about Super Sport. He goes, I'd rather retire. <laughs> oh, really? Did he say that? Oh, my goodness. I like Joel, he's a good kid. He's a great kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he'll never change. Nah, he's the same. Yeah. yeah, he's always been the same. How do you think Marini is going to go on the Honda? Because I'm really excited. I, I hope she does well. <laughs> what do you mean, man? He might as well just leave. I reckon he's going to do, I've got a sneaky, sneaky, I'm not saying he's going to be top six in the title. I reckon he might you, be top just, eight. Well, then he's nowhere. I mean, like, I like know, let's but be honest. What did I he mean, finish look, last I, year? Seventh. Yeah. Unless Honda have made some serious changes, which yeah. I don't think they will because they're stubborn. Um, yeah. I don't think he's going to do too well. I want him to. I want you him know, to do like well. What I, like I want him. and what I think will actually happen are two different things. Um, yeah. I think, look, I think he's made a good choice getting mm. away from his brother a little bit. And, yeah. Okay. You know, he's a factory rider standing as on the only two feet. Yeah. It was a big call. It would have been a tough call because he probably knows he's not going to do too well. Um, but look, I hope he hope he does good because I kind of hope Honda come into the mix. Yeah. Mm. You know, the best times is when, you know, you had Yamaha, Honda, Ducati, Suzuki even sometimes and Aprilia coming into the mix mm. all fighting. Like, yeah. There yeah, you was know a who time there anyone in the could last win. few years where it was almost anybody could win. Yeah, sort of those COVID years as well. Like that yeah. was the best. We, we were somewhere. 2020 yeah. was the best racing for MotoGP. Which was mad because it's what got me through COVID. Yeah, yeah. Same right. as us. It was the only thing that we could watch or yeah. experience. What a season. Yeah, mm, what unreal a season. season. And one Mir wins it. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I know. <laughs> On a Suzuki. <laughs> no. Good bike. He did a Hayden. He did a Hayden. He did Hayden. Yeah, one yeah, race yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayden. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah, I remember when Hayden won that championship. I was so dirty. Yeah. Because Rossi needed that win. Yeah. You know? Like, that was a Rossi championship. But like they say, it was his championship to lose. Yeah. And, he, you know, he crashed. Conspiracy. And then he crashed again, didn't Bad he? Tires. he crashed twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah. He's yeah. played with his tires. It's probably the Spanish. Probably. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Mates. It's your mates. <laughs> yeah, my great granddaddy did it yeah. back in 2006. <laughs> well, they, they, they screwed him for his last one in 15. Uh, the Spanish did. mafia, they screwed yeah. him for the last they one. They did. They did. When they and wouldn't pass each other at the front Rossi, of the race. 
<laughs> Rossi kicked Marquez is tripping balls. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. They so don't understand the physics of motorcycles. They're going to kick him off a bike. How's get, this not get, a that's get it up on the screen. Get it up on the wall over there. We'll, Mate, we'll go play by play. His, his, <laughs> his foot came off yeah. the peg. You can yeah. see it. As a rider, I can see it. Yeah. it. Like a kick would be this. And you try kicking. You ride your push bike. You're a push bike? Uh, no, I sold it. I'll, get, I'll, uh, okay, I'll, I'll give I'll you a push bike. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see you ride down the street and kick something and watch what happens. All right, done. Watch what happens to your own bike. Done. At that angle, you're saying Rossi kicked him. And didn't it was also that's what I said. Lane. He thought it was, was Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Mate, what is he, Bruce Lee? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, 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 you can't yeah. argue with that. No, nah, that's right. I just walked to Biaggi. I'll have you on my side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rossi and Biaggi are friends now. He's probably got nothing to say bad yeah, about Yeah, probably. That's true. They're yeah. mates. Kissed and made up. Yeah, they're mates. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that one. I like it when they hated each other. Two Italians going out at the best. That was mad. You know? Loved it. The they old... punched on yeah. after the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the headbutt on the way to the podium. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, yeah that was grouse. Mm. Out of the line of sight of camera. Rossi yeah. was always so clever. Yeah. He never yeah. let his oh, yeah. emotions get the better of him on camera. Yeah, he's Only very smart off. like that. <laughs> the goat in all aspects. I love it. Yeah, man. He's brilliant. You've got to respect his brilliance. 100%. Oh, dude. Yeah, James, come on. No, nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm with you. <laughs> Mate, he's got up. He's an eight out of now. ten now, isn't he? He's got to be an eight after oh, this six conversation. And a half or six. Get, and a half. <laughs> Get him off. Get him off. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Anyways, Luke. Thanks so much for having us again. Oh, yeah. no, that's all I'm right. I'm glad this good. time it worked out. And very different to the last time, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. We touched right. on a lot of different stuff. It's yeah. a shame everybody's going to miss the first one, but, you know. It is what it is. Technical error. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it <laughs> wouldn't be a Republican podcast yeah. without one. <laughs> so I, I actually this could... new, like, this thing. It's probably out of sight. But yeah, but it's a whole new like recorder. This... Yeah, it looks great. I actually enc fancy. encrypted looks the like... file because I wanted to come up. <laughs> That's it looks like could... a 1990s roller skating ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. You know, it does. colours and shit. <laughs> well, we had to laugh when we put the questions up on Instagram and you're like, hey, when are you getting new recording equipment? We were pissing <laughs> yeah. our pants, man. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> we are loving it. Well, we spent the money, so... We did yeah, right. that's right. That's Good boys, well so. done. I'm a big fan of podcasts. So I really appreciate yeah, you having yeah. me on and having another crack at it. You could have just easily gone, oh, well, that didn't work. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, but, no uh, we wanted it. No, I enjoyed, so. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I'm glad I've done it twice now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll do it a third time. Yeah. 100%. We're going to get you on for like a yeah. mid-season review and stuff and yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do a bit of a like filming session for the, the watch party and yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. get some cool stuff yeah. done oh, for sure. you know what? MotoGP, man. I'd, I'd love to. Pre-race uh, yeah. little pod before we watch it. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll do yeah, a whole yeah, bunch of stuff. Add it to the calendar. Do you know what you should do? You should do half the pod before the race and half the pod after the race. Yeah, that's, that's why he's an one. entrepreneur. Bring the fourth yeah. mic. Bring hey, the fourth mic. Let's do it. You know yeah. what? I've let's got a microphone in there. So let's do it. Let's get it done. 100%. I love it. Awesome, Luke. Thanks right, again, man. Hey. As always, we've oh. got a little gift for you. Yep, I think I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> may, may or may not have seen it before. May or may not have. Well, you know, truth be told, they gave me this once already. But now we've got to do it re again. Re -give. It's like the Panatonic. It just so goes around. Oh, hold on, there's a cross on this. This is the one I gave you, isn't it? This is dated 2006. Yeah. <laughs> All the Italians will get that one. Oh, man. No, I appreciate it, boys. This will go back on the mantelpiece awesome, where it was man. before. Beautiful. Yeah. And the t-shirts obviously inside as yeah, well for you. So. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank Once you. again, man, we really appreciate you coming on and <clears throat> having us at the stables. Yeah, Guys, yeah. we're going to throw all the stuff in that the bio. That was a real clap. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. Love check out the stables. Yeah. Check out Lukey Luke. Yeah. And we will catch we'll you guys on the put next the, episode. Put the link yeah, in. we'll put everything in the bio. We'll put everything in the yep. feed. And 
Yeah, check it all out and we'll catch us next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao.